This is Confessions of a Pastor. A relentlessly real peek behind the scenes of Journey Church in Bend, Oregon. From church in a strip club to a strip mall. Going where Jesus would go to reach people Jesus would reach. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All for the glory of God. A journey of misery and miracles. Your hosts are the founders, Pastor Keith and Kara. There really is hope for everyone. What's going on, everyone? It's Keith and Kara in the house. Welcome back. We are honored to spend a few minutes with you just pouring out our souls. Confessions of a pastor. Confessions of a pastor. Here we are, completely naked for you to see. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe partially. That's a metaphor. (laughs) We're not even partially naked physically. That's a metaphor. That's right. a metaphor of life. Exposed. That's what I mean to say. We're going to get relentlessly real here today. So on that confessions reminds me. Of a pastor. Yeah, that reminds me. At church yesterday. Yes. You opened up with uh, asking people who smoked their turkey. Yes. Can I just be honest? Yes. It took me a second to understand what you were saying, and I think there might have been some people that were confused. What do you mean? Okay. Think about the culture that we live in. You're talking about smoking something. Okay. My first thought was, what is he talking about? Like like smoking weed? Like you would smoke a turkey? Yeah. What? I mean, you don't smoke a turkey, but <laughs> the way you presented it, people laughed at it. I don't even think you realized. Well, we live in a world of triggers now. Like every- I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I had- there might be someone else out there that was... A little confused. Wow. I, oh, I know. I was thinking about smoking, roasting, or deep I know. frying. I know. Like, that's what I was... Th- I know. That's all I wanted to know, because I think it says something, but I did make a joke about deep frying, and it was a little personal. I didn't mean to offend anybody <laughs> about living in Deschutes River Woods, or Pineville, or Lapine. My apologies. And I just want to say we're all equal, and I didn't mean to judge. Mm-hmm. We did smoke our turkey, though, and it was good. And, and we didn't smoke it the way you're implying. We didn't roll it up and, no. <laughs> and Joyce. I'm ro- just saying, we live in a culture that is very um, like accustomed there, to people smoking things. Th- there could so, be a cannabis called turkey. Some, probably, I don't even know. Because they come up with these crazy names for know. cannabis. Yes. I've never been in a cannabis shop, but I do know they have crazy names. I mean, I'm like just sunshine saying. weed or... Happy Thanksgiving turkey weed or whatever. So who, who knows? <laughs> well, friends, just to clarify, I was just doing a quick survey to find out what kind of people we have in our church. And, you know, I, I was really surprised. You know, probably about a third of the church said they oh. smoked it. And maybe a third said they roasted it. Hardly anybody deep fried it. Maybe only a couple of hands went up right. each service. But then I asked... Who doesn't even eat turkey on Thanksgiving? I know. And a third of the that church raised their hands. So a third roast it, a third smoke it, and a third of the people in our church don't even eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Right? What do you think they eat? I, I can only imagine something good like <laughs> tricep. Yeah. Or they're doing something weird like pizza or tacos. I, that's, just, that's non-American to me. Right? That's just anti-American, non-patriot. non Patriotic. Yes. If you're going to go have tacos on Thanksgiving, you should move to Canada. All right. Wait, we're getting political on. on this podcast. <laughs> I didn't mean to get go there, but we went there, friends. So if you're still listening this far, this is Confessions of a Pastor. And we are just excited to see what God's doing in our personal lives in the church because Jesus is coming soon. And we ought to be living like it. Not meaning we should be looking busy, but we ought to be walking in the Spirit, going where God wants us to go, reaching who Jesus would want us to reach. Absolutely. This is a wild, crazy world we're living in. And Mm -hmm. what an honor that we get to live in such a time as this. Yeah. World wars. Yeah. Personal wars. Man, so much going on. Mm -hmm. Well, last week... We did Confessions of Pastor on Monday. We're doing it again on Monday. And we talked about baptisms, and we talked about testimonies and spiritual gifts. 
And yet the next day we had staff meeting and we heard way more stories oh, yeah. of those baptisms. And I feel like we just barely scratched the surface last week. Yeah. It was a reminder to me, Kara, that what we see with our natural eyes is just a small glimpse of what God's actually doing behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That we only know part of the story. Yeah. And, and we can only celebrate a part of the story. But each of our lives has so much more depth than, uh, than people know. Yeah, and influence. Um, mm. Which kind of reminds me of a conversation we had this morning, talking, looking towards 2024, right? Yes. We're um, uh, entering into the Christmas season to December, and mm -hmm. which means the new year is on the horizon. And, um, you know, we were kind of reflecting on and, and looking forward, reflecting back and looking forward to what 2024 is going to hold for us right. at, at Journey. And, um, you know, I was asking you, what do you, uh, what is your dream for 2024, yes. Journey Church? in Bend, Oregon. And I shared with you that I'm actually extremely excited as we turn 14 in February. Yes. Because over the last few years, it's like once you hit the milestone of 10, it's kind of like, well, what's next? Mm. It doesn't feel quite as sexy, 12, 13, 14. Or, but yet, God is doing so much right now. And I shared with you that the number 14, as I studied the scriptures for this past week, and I, I did a... I didn't do it justice sharing it at church. I had way too much to say at church, and as a result, my mind was kind of ADHD, DD on what I could share in such a limited time. But one of the things you discover in Matthew chapter 1, verse 17, is Matthew says the mm -hmm. genealogy of Jesus that he goes through Abraham up to Joseph is a total of three um, groups of 14. Yeah. He goes from... Abraham to David, one set of 14, yeah. from um, Solomon to the deportation, which is another set of 14, from the deportation uh, in Babylon yep. to uh, Joseph is a third set of 14. Yeah. Now, if you look and if you really study this, he leaves out, I believe, three generations in those three sets mm. that he intentionally does not choose to put in there. Mm. He starts with Abraham, which he could have gone back even further. But we see in the, the sets of 14 that the number 14 is a, sug a suggestion of, of symbolism. That it, We see that number at least 22 times, might even be more throughout the scriptures with the use of symbolism. Mm -hmm. And it, it's in direct reference to deliverance and salvation, which when I, I heard that or studied it, it got me excited about yeah. going into 2024, journey turning 14. Is this the year of deliverance? Is mm. this the year of salvation? You know, this year we've seen almost a thousand salvations at Journey Church in Bend. Up in, in, in 2023? In 2023. Wow. Last year, excuse me, uh, in 2023, up in Redmond, I just met with Luke. They've had almost a thousand wow, salvations that's in Redmond. So if you combine those two churches that's alone, awesome. that's nearly two thousand souls saved in Central Oregon just because of Journey Church Redmond, Journey Church Bend. That's so cool. Now, to think about the potential here, like Central Oregon probably has close to two hundred thousand, maybe more, in the in all of Central Oregon. If we were to look at Greater Central Oregon, City of Bend over a hundred thousand. Now, if if you look at how many people are lost, that's just scratching the surface. Oh yeah. So what gets me excited about the year 14 is this year of deliverance and mm, salvation mm -hmm. if we really invite the lord mm -hmm. into what we're doing and say god this is yours what if if jesus is going to build his church it has to be based on more souls getting saved yeah because jesus said i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail yeah we are not going to allow the gates of hell to prevail in the city of Bend. so that's what gets me excited about 2014 turning 14 we we are talking privately about what our theme is going to be for the year which mm -hmm. we're real excited should we introduce it yeah our theme for, for 2024 yes. is going to be equip the saints unleash the army yes amen equip the saints unleash the army and it's really building off of 2023's theme which is united mm -hmm. god has blessed this year and the vision that he put upon my heart early in 2022 not early but actually it was the the early fall late summer early fall god gave me this vision of being united at journey yeah because unity uh is what god desires mm -hmm. unity with him and then unity with each other think about the great <clears throat> commandment to love god love each other but to love each other is 
love your neighbor as you love yourself. There's this picture of unity. You love God. Yeah. You, you love each other. Uh, Jesus prayed for unity in John 17. We see throughout the epistles that this is God's desire for the church mm-hmm. is for us to be united as one body. And, and, and the Lord has done so much at Journey in 2023. We have lost a lot of people again, just like in the previous years. But un. Like any other year, I believe this has been a year of sifting, a year of purging, a year of pruning. Uh, We're at an attendance that we've never had before, the highest attendance every Sunday. And I believe we're in a greater unity than we've ever been. Mm -hmm. But God's not done. So as we talk about 2024, forgive me for getting on this soapbox here, I believe he's building on this unity that we would be equipped in the work that we're doing, going off of Ephesians 4, verse 12, so that we'd be unleashed to be the army that God's called us to be, Ephesians chapter 6. Yeah. That we are in a war, and we battle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities of darkness, and we are to go for it. Yeah, what's exciting about even what you're saying is that we we are victorious in Jesus, right? So we have the the weapons that we need. Yes. And so that to look towards the, you know, the intentional um, uh, movement towards equipping people yes. uh, with the tools and and the things they need, the spirit, you know, um, the word. Yes. Um, prayer, things like that, and unleashing them into mm. into the world right where they live. Yes. Like, that's just really exciting because um, the sky's the limit. What we're completely talking about, to, to clearly define it, is what does it mean to follow Jesus? Because when you follow Jesus, he cannot leave you the same. Right. You conform to his likeness, Romans 8, 29. You, 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 you discover who you are. That there's a repentance of your sins. There's a sanctification of your soul. There's this refining where you're no longer who you used to be. But now, at Galatians 5, you're led by the Spirit, yes. producing the fruit of the Spirit. And all of a sudden... You are discipling other people because God's working so much in you. Yeah. And I think the enemy wants to hold us back from being unleashed in the spiritual gifts, unleashed uh, in the, on the mission of God. And it just absolutely gets me invigorated to see the potential of what God's going to do in the city of Bend and Central Oregon and beyond. Yeah, I think that the, I, I think that the a tool of the enemy in the American church has been to, uh, to deceive people into thinking that Christianity is just a belief that, that we just we just believe. Come on. But I think to transition people from being a believer to a follower, yes. and that's what we're talking about is actually walking in the way of Jesus. That's right. Um, is that's a huge transition yes. to, to to lead people from just believing yes. to actually following, and that's that's exciting. Uh, uh, James talks about that faith without works is dead. You you show me a faith apart from works, it is impossible. That, yeah, that's they, religion. Exactly. Just, just yeah. to say, I have these beliefs, these these rituals that I do. If it's not looking like Jesus, if it's not living like Jesus, that's a dead faith. Yeah. We've got to love who Jesus loves. We've right. got to see the world the way Jesus sees it. If, if we are made in the Imago Dei, if we are image bearers of God, we are we are made by the Creator. When we're born again, we see what God sees. We see the depravity of sin, and, and we are like shepherds. We have compassion, yeah. and, and we're moved to action. Right. We want to rescue souls. We want to do more. Yeah. But when we're held back in that, the devil has deceived us to think that somehow the church is about us. We become really the tragedy in, in, in the beauty of what America is in the finest. We become the worst part of that, which is we become consumers. Yeah, fans, We consumers. become yeah. consumers where we want a church that tickles our ears, meets our needs, does everything to our likings. Pastor has to do this. Pastor's family has to do this. The programs in the church have to be right. And instead of being uh, an, uh, uh, an impact force in the church, we just, I, that description you said, we're a fan. Yeah, we, I we, think America... We pay for a ticket to sit down and watch the game instead of investing 
and being on the team. Yeah, I think it's very cultural to be. Uh, we live yep. in a culture of entertainment, so That's it's very, right. very cultural to be a fan, right. to be a, a devoted fan. Right. Um, you can have the best intentions, mm-hmm. but until we realize, uh, have have a revelation that Come on. we are not fans Come on. of 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 this thing called you know Christianity or church. Like yes. we are the church. Come on. So I think I what gets me excited about equipping the saints and unleashing yes. the army. Um, that theme is is that it's it's to actually walk out the way of Jesus Amen. with people, um, and to see it's it's always been my um, from the very beginning, and it's it's over the years it's it's flesh it's starting to really flesh itself out at Journey, but from the very beginning of Journey, yes. my dream has always been to see people you know be unleashed in their callings, right? And um and I just I just have always seen this picture of the church being the most effective when we're all walking in um you know in in the way Jesus wired us and called us to. So to me, this is a really tangible picture of that. Fourteen years later, yes, it's exciting. It wasn't a destination. We didn't arrive at this place and say, now we've got this figured out. We didn't emulate this from anyone else. You read the scriptures, you invite God into the story, and day by day, step by step, God takes you to this place where you've never been. And I'm so proud of Journey Church, where we are right now. We just launched the More Initiative, this two-year journey that we would say, God, we're stepping out to be more generous than we've ever been before. Mm -hmm. But really, that was led by this heart of saying, we want to reach more people. Yeah. We want to reach our family members, our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers. We want to reach the city we live in. And even just yesterday, I had someone look at me with tears in their eyes mm. and say, our long shot's coming to church next Sunday. Mm. And as she was telling me the story with, with, with tears streaming down her cheeks, she let me know that you know they put this long shot, their friend who's going through a divorce and they're going through so much pain right now, and, and this friend whom they put down to pray that they would come to faith in Jesus, asked them, hey, you guys go to church. Wow. Can I go to church with you? That's awesome. They did not need to do the invitation. They yeah. didn't even have to do the hard work. It was the friend that said, yeah. you have something that I want. Yep. Am I welcome there? Yeah. Could I go there? Mm. When is it? Where is it? What does it look like? Mm. And she was preparing me that our, our long shot that we, these are the things not knowing how and what God's going to do. Yeah. But when we really step out in faith, when we say, God, I want what you want. And that's what I believe this more initiative did is we're saying, God, we want more. And we're, we're still seeing just the beginnings, the rumblings, the fruit of greater things still to come. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I, I thank God for that because you know this wasn't a financial initiative. Some people mistook this as like, oh, Journey is just asking for money, which is a whole nother story there. Uh, but those people that took it serious, we actually get to see the fruit of the kingdom when we get to invest. Yeah. In what God would invest in. Yeah, I think there's so many. I have so many thoughts on that, but I just, I, uh, it's a part of learning how to be a disciple of Jesus too. Is is to care about other people, yes. you know, to ask God for more, yes. to trust Him with more of mm. our, you know, of our resources. You know, like we've started giving more than we've ever given, and Come on. and that's been a. Um, I'm not going to say that hasn't been without like, what are we doing? <laughs> you yes. know, like, but when you tr- when you. When I step out and say, "Okay, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. take you at your word," mm-hmm. and then do it, it's um, there's just there's a lot of growth that happens. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, there's still a trial that, that that takes place in your own soul and maybe even in your world because we will have trouble in this world. Jesus said this: "In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world." Yeah. James chapter one says, "Consider it pure joy." My brothers, when you go through trials, like you, you should count up your trials because there will be trials when you follow Jesus. It, it reminds me of a story you shared that happened while I was in Uganda uh, of someone who serves at Journey, a superhero on our hospitality team. We got to hear her story recently of just the brokenness of how the devil sought to destroy her life from an early age, being raped by family yeah. members, incest, and just trauma after trauma after trauma, and the devil trying to capitalize on that. And now the Lord is restoring this per- person. She's serving in the church. She's being completely healed and renewed 
dude. And you told me a story where she was going to the grocery store, I yes. believe, and saw a homeless person. Uh, we can call them houseless. She just, it, was, it was obvious this person was struggling. And as she was going in, the Lord prompted on her heart, do something. Yeah. Now, you have a choice in that moment. It's mm-hmm. like that whole story of the Samaritan, you know, the good Samaritan yeah. that Jesus told, a fictional story of a man beaten on a journey. Yep. And who's going to help him? Is it the religious guy? Is it the worship leader? Or is it the last person you'd expect, yeah. a Samaritan? Yeah. Well, this person, who by all accounts, if you knew her story, she's been through so much. God just said, do something. Do something. And she did. She was obedient. Uh, yeah. And you know, you could talk yourself out of that saying, what am I going to do? I don't have the resources. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And she stopped. She talked to him. She found out who he was, found out a little bit about his story. And then did she invite him yeah, to church? Yeah, so she invites him to journey. Okay. And um, Saying, this is a place you'd be welcome. Yes, you'd be welcome. And he says, I don't have the right clothes. Like, I'm, mm, I'm dirty. Okay. I don't have the clothes to wear. And she's like, we'll help you. We'll get you clothes. And so I believe as the story goes, it took a week. It, I think it had to, he, he, he had to sit with it, with the idea for a mm. week and he's homeless. And I, I do believe she said he's, he appeared to be, have some type of a substance, you know, um, addiction going on. Um, so anyway, a week later, he, she, she had given him her number. He calls her and says, I, I want to come to church. Mm. And so, but he's like, but I don't have the right clothes. And so she uh, this I actually believe that happened on on the following Sunday morning. Okay. So she's serving. She serves in our coffee area regularly. So that's mm-hmm. the day when she actually leads the team, and that's a big job. I know that sounds like not big, but it's a it's a big job. We got a pretty good sized church. No, so. you're, you're giving a thousand people yeah. coffee and keeping it filled up and clean. And <laughs> yeah. So she's um right. She's leading this. She's like, oh, not today, God. You know what I mean? Like I I want to help him. This is not the I don't have the time. But of course she, she that that's just her knee jerk reaction. Yes. So she works with she asks people around her at she's already at church serving. Uh, people rally together to get him clothes. Um, he comes to the church. He cleans up in the bathroom. Okay. He puts clothes on and he goes to church. Wow. And that was all, that all happened out of one step of obedience for her. Come on. And what's really cool, I didn't even tell you this part of the story, is that she was, um, I was in a Bible study with her and Mm. um, she actually initiated us after it was over. Let's get the ladies together and just like reflect on God's goodness and his faithfulness and what what he did through the study with you. And anyway, so we go to her house and she cooks us all soup and she's telling us this story. And so one other gal in the group is like, uh, asking her tons of questions because she has been um, has has gotten probably a, a, a more jaded heart towards our houseless community in this area because mm. it's vast, right? Like it's a there's a lot of them. Yes. And um and she at uh, this this woman at at one point actually volunteered to help clean up this whole area China Hat Road. Like mm-hmm. she volunteered to help clean this area up, and it was really disturbing to her. And so she's had this like hard heart mm. about homeless people and the conversation that that came out of that between the two ladies was amazing because praise god because she uh the gal who invited the homeless person gave her the best advice you know it was it was really beautiful and so this other woman's like wow like that just gave me a whole new perspective um anyway that was another you know um outcome of being obedient other people get to see it we get to be blessed by it we get to learn from it she literally, to me, just walked out the way of Jesus. Yes. And he came to church. And, you know, I don't know. I haven't actually talked with her since then. So I don't know. Of the, what the outcome I was. I don't know. And yes. who knows? I mean, that could be sometimes faith journeys are years and years and years, you know, but it's well, a let's, seed. Let's ask this week. Let's yeah. ask her and see if we can give an update next week on yeah, Confessions of a Pastor. See if we can give you a real-time update. Because life is... You know, this it's not like you just arrive. It's not like someone goes from being houseless on the streets to yeah. giving their life to Jesus, and now they move into a home and get a job and yeah. restore everything. Because we didn't arrive at that place overnight. Right. And sometimes the restoration journey is not overnight as well. Yeah. You you look at the disciples, like like Peter, is life was a journey. Yeah. You know, it was, it was one step forward, two yep. steps backwards, and yet God's grace meets us along the ways. But on that journey, look what happened to Peter. I mean, he ends up being equipped and ends up yeah. being the rock and ends up 
writing letters. And I mean, yeah. God is so good. And that's where I believe we're at right now at Journey. Yeah. After 14 years of stumbling, you know, <laughs> making mistakes, <laughs> moving forward and going backwards and moving forward, going, we're, we will still make mistakes. But I'm so grateful that we're at a season now that even as I, I shared with you, I, I think yesterday or I don't remember if it was this morning or yesterday, but I just feel like the pressure of the church is not on our shoulders anymore. Mm. That we are the church, capital C, mm -hmm. like that, that we're in this together. Like, like there's so many people like the story we just shared mm -hmm. that, that are, are doing the work of God. Like mm -hmm. this isn't dependent on us. Yeah. That when we all show up and do what God's called us to do, yeah. oh man, it's unstoppable. It is. It's a force of synergy that is is the anointing power of God at work through yes. the church. It's not a talent. It's not a sage no. on the stage. It's not some strategy. It's actually God working through real people in a real-time way. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's, that's a movement. Amen. Huge movement. And, and talk about movement. I mean, it's so encouraging to see how God's working through real people. I, before we even started the podcast, I saw Journey get posted um, or tagged. Mm -hmm. on someone's social media post and saying how blessed they were that they got invited by someone to church, you know, and they got to hear the definition of hope. Mm. Hope is the active conviction that despair will not mm -hmm. have the final word. Amen. Despair does not have the final word in your life, in your past, anything you've been through. God is always able to make a way, even when there doesn't seem to be a way. Yeah. But the, the one tool that the enemy wants to do is to stop us from having hope. Yeah, he wants to kill our joy, our hope, Yes, anything. Yes, we, we were just reflecting this morning on the potential of what God can and wants to do through our lives and through the church and through our kids. And, and, and essentially, it was like we started talking about uh, Dr. Alex Mutagubia in Uganda, Pastor Alex, who's our friend. I don't know, he might be eight or nine years younger than me. He's late 30s, and he he has a doctorate degree, a master's degree. Right. He's written numerous books now. I, I was mentioning maybe close to a dozen, maybe not that many, but more than a half dozen books. Uh, he's got a, a multi-site church mm -hmm. that's probably in four different locations mm -hmm. right now, maybe five. Just planted a church up in Uganga, uh, and then... On top of that, he's teaching at several different colleges and uh, so much more. And crusades, right? I don't know how often he does these crusades, but you guys got to join him with one. And yes. What a cool story that was. And so, so, so you mentioned to me <laughs> just looking at Pastor Alex and saying, wait, he's doing all this. Like, what are we doing with our lives? Like, it's, totally, it's also happened to be something that I, I've just personally been wrestling with. Yes. Is, you know, we all have the same 24 hours. Yes. Um, same 24 hours as the president of the United right? States. Like, literally, what am I doing with it? And yes. am I making the most of it? And, you know, we've, t I've talked about this before. Like I, I just have always had this burning in my heart to just not waste my life. Come right. On. Like I, I don't, I, we have one chance. It's our life is short. I don't want to waste it. But now I find myself in a season where I have a little bit of extra time. Right. Um, and I'm like, I got to figure out what I'm doing with my life. Cause right. Yeah. And I believe that God is using you now more than ever before, and he's barely getting started. You have a calling on your life. You mm -hmm. have an, an anointing on your life. You are, are so incredible, Kara, because not only are you intelligent, but there's God has gifted you with certain spiritual gifts that are going to be a kingdom changer. And he, he's going to do that through you. And the likeness of how he's going to do that is the example that I shared with you is that of a muscle that faith is like a muscle mm -hmm. and the goal is to grow in your faith it's like the the father that spoke to jesus and, and said help my unbelief mm -hmm. help me in my faith increase my faith lord Be because we only see god work to the mm -hmm. ability that we have, have faith. faith you know if that's convicting. It, it really is because God is able to do anything. So it's just to the the standard or the ability that we believe God wants to work through our lives, mm -hmm. that we believe that we actively ask and uh, allow God to work. But two years ago, in November, it was November 9th, 
as on, on a two-year anniversary, I, I woke up one day in chronic pain with my shoulder in, in such pain. I had no clue what was wrong with me. I thought a muscle was torn. That's how bad the pain was. Well, I went through that day and it hurt all day. I went to work. I could hardly think. That night, I got zero sleep. Zero sleep. I'll never forget. I stayed up all night and I was weeping. I was pacing our house, yeah, crying out to God, asking God to just remove the pain. Mm -hmm. that, that's where my faith was. I just, I didn't want pain. I just, God, remove the pain. And he didn't. I was frustrated. I was sad. I was tired. I was weak. The next day I went to the center and I thought I had a pulled or a, um, a tear in my muscle, something extreme. And I went and they said, no, it's not a tear in your muscle. It must be a strain. They gave me drugs. Didn't yeah. work. They gave me more drugs. Didn't work. Yeah. And I started to feel like I was going crazy because mm -hmm. after about five nights of restlessness, sleeplessness, I was going nuts. And that's when I was invited to go to the chiropractor mm -hmm. and to begin this journey of figuring out what's wrong and um, to diagnose it. I, I believe it was a bulge disc in, in between, um, what are those called? Your, um, uh, your, your spine yeah. in, in between the, the discs. That's what it was, a bulge in between the two discs. And uh, it was a pinched nerve that was creating my shoulder and my arm to be in just complete pain. Now, that created a long journey of healing. And because of that, um, the reason I tell you that story is my muscles all atrophied in my shoulder and my chest. They completely atrophied to the point that I didn't use it at all because it hurt so bad that about a year later, I could no longer even do a push-up. Now, I used to be able to do push-ups and pull-ups. I could not even do a pull-up or a push-up. I was so atrophied. Now, I want to compare that to our faith because if we're not using our faith or if there's a trauma in our faith or there's mm -hmm. something holding us back in our faith, what happens is over time, it doesn't happen immediately. Days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months and months turn into years where yeah. our faith atrophies. That someone who once was strong in their faith mm -hmm. now is so weak in their faith, they can't hardly even do yeah. anything. Mm -hmm. they, they have faith. The, the faith is there, that muscle, but it can hardly do anything. That's what happened in my life physically. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happened to the two of us spiritually. That if you don't work your faith, if you don't develop that faith, if you don't exercise that faith, eventually it atrophies that you don't even know what to do. Well, and I also, it reminds me too of, um, just, just, uh, stepping back and looking at the, um, state of, of church, right? Yes. So, you know, we start a church and we do what we know how to do. Um, right. and we do it to the best of our ability. But, um, when you, the, when you do things in your own strength and it wasn't intentional, mm -hmm. but when you do things in your own strength, yeah. you get burnt out. Right. right. And so it took us, we had to go through some stuff. Right before we really understood right. um, that we have to walk by the spirit. We have to allow, Amen. we have to allow God to lead this thing. We Absolutely. cannot grind this thing out anymore. Yes. And that's, that's been a turning point. And maybe that's a picture of that. I don't know. Yes. It, to, Cause to walk by the spirit, this is a daily dependence on God. And if we come back to this illustration of faith, like a muscle, if, if it's exercise, you can't exercise once a week right. and be strong. Yeah, so many people treat their faith that way. And they don't even go into church every single Sunday. But let's just give the benefit of the doubt. If you only depend on your faith going once a week, your faith will not be strong. And if you only exercise your faith in a limited way, well, it's not the, the real strength God wants to give you. And you don't get healthy and strong overnight. In fact, yeah. if you're atrophied in, in your muscles, man, it's actually even harder to get strong. Yeah. Because you, you start so small and it's discouraging. And you think, am I ever getting stronger? I remember when we started going to the gym back in uh, summer of 2022. Yeah. It felt like we were going every day for weeks. And I thought, There's, I'm not even getting stronger. Yeah. Is this even worth it? We were sweating every day. We were working hard really every day. And I was like, I don't even think I'm getting stronger. But you know what? I was. 
And I, I, I think there's a spiritual analogy there that when you get into the Word every day and you pray yeah. every day and you ask God every day, I want I to honor you with my decisions, with my thoughts, with yeah. my actions every day. It may feel like in the moment, well, I'm not really seeing God work. I'm not really witnessing yeah. the power of God work. I'm not really seeing miracles and breakthrough. Well, just trust me. There's going to come yeah. a moment when you realize, oh, man. I mean, I can do many, many, many uh, push-ups now. Yeah. I could do many pull-ups. I, my sister was over on Thanksgiving. I showed her our home gym, and I mm. did a, just a quick pull-up. She's like, whoa, you can do it. I'm like, oh, I've been working on this. Yeah, this wasn't right? overnight. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can do this now. This thing's a journey. This was a long journey. Yeah. And that's what, you know, to go back to the beginning of this podcast with the enthusiasm, the excitement, the vision of 2024, equip the saints and unleash the army, take God at his word. Yeah. Let's learn who, who we are in Christ. Let's be discipled and then let's go for it. Yeah. Let's storm the gates of hell. Yeah. We're in the army of God. Let, let's go for this. That passion and vigor comes with a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that comes yes. with a faith journey. And it's not the hard work that you just mentioned. Yeah. Which was doing it for years out of our own ability. Yes. And it's not that God didn't do a lot during that time. Yeah, he did. Because he did. I mean, we praise God for that. People got saved. I mean, we sent people out. Churches have been started out of that. I mean, I was looking at a young man that was in our church. Uh, for years, mm-hmm. Colton. Uh, oh yeah, he's a uh, pastor now. He, he's a pastor Sweet now home. over in Sweet Home, and man, I'll never forget. He was just a college kid mm-hmm. who lived right by the church, and he came, and man, he repented of his sins. He he <laughs> he got just on fire for the Lord. He went to Uganda, got engaged, ended up going to Uganda again. Man, ended up going, and now he's a lead pastor of a church. Yeah, and that was all. You know, that was had nothing to do with us. Has everything got to God be the glory? He works despite us. But it's a lot better to be in tune with the Spirit. Yeah, to be able to celebrate what the Spirit's doing. Yeah, Amen. so grateful. Yeah. Wow. What are you looking forward to twenty twenty four? Oh. Well, I think we kind of touched on it. I'm I'm excited to see what God does in this year of of really. Um, uh, leaning into and mm. focusing on um, discipling, uh, making disciples, yes, and unleashing disciples. I'm I'm really excited to see what God's going to do with it because wow. I believe this started in 2022. Or I'm sorry, 2023. I don't even know in the last year um, where I started. I was when we got back from the sabbatical. Like that to me, that was just kind of a turning point for our ministry. But um, I started seeing an army of prayer warriors rise right, up. Right. And I just kept saying, it's an army. Like we're, we're rising up an army. Yes. And, praise God. Yeah. And so to, to now a year later or a year mm. and a half later, um, actually, uh, fostering that yes. intentionally is really exciting to me. That, that's been the engine that has been driving this vehicle. You know, we have a mission that we're going to lead people on a journey of transformation in Jesus. Well, if that mission is is a big old bus to put people on that mission, the engine on that bus is prayer. Yeah. And that has changed and revolutionized our church. It's changed our lives. Yeah. You know, it's changed our kids. Oh yeah. You know, oh, my goodness. we've talked about our oldest daughter and she just wrote this powerful song. We've interviewed that, her on here. Uh, yes. And now she's, Partway through uh, a, I don't know what they call it, Bible school. I, I view it maybe even as a discipleship program. Yes. At, at, at Cape, called Cape and Rain, England. And sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but she's she's growing tremendously. Well, I just re- reflecting on the song that she wrote recently that sh- she just completed. It's on the prodigal child and and, and a, a father that that gives mercy and grace and receives us back. And she talks about the Heavenly Father and and her own journey. And to hear that song, you and I, when we listen to it, we we tear up. We literally cry. Yes. And it tells me that God answers prayers. Yes. But those prayers are days and weeks. And it gets me emotional thinking about it right now because in the moment, it seems like God's not doing anything. Yeah. But those prayers are answered 
And it just, if I told you this, when I heard that song, it just makes me want to pray more because it's like when you invest financially, like when you invest, when you're young, it seems like you're not even like you're putting this money in and it seems like you're not making that much money. But if you keep investing for months and then years, and then those years turn into decades, decades later, you see the compound interest that actually you have tremendously more money now than you would have had Mm -hmm. because you consistently invested in this. And that's how prayer is that if you keep praying, man, sorry for getting emotional right now. When you keep praying, you just eventually get to see the fulfillment of the investment of what God was doing even when you couldn't see it. Yeah. And I'm so so grateful for that. And I did there's a tenacity that comes with being a warrior for God that prayer is, there's no exemption from this. If you take an engine out of the bus, that mission yeah. it can look like a bus. Yeah. People can but it's sit not on going anywhere. It's not as yeah, and you can put a small engine in there and you can move, but only at the caliber of the 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 the, the greatness of that engine. But man, when you really pray, like you're saying, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. The 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 one one of the greatest things at Journey right now is prayer. Mm-hmm. And when I invited the prayer team to come up yesterday at mm-hmm. the end of the sermon and watching people come up, it never gets old Mm-mm. watching people intercede because there's miracles happening in that yeah. prayer. There's breakthroughs happening. There's healing happening. Amen. Something great is happening. Just watching our prayer warriors put hands on heads and just go yeah. to war. You know, beseeching God and begging God to 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 hear and to do what God can do. Yeah, I I love it, and I I just want more of it. Yeah, and I believe God answers prayer. Our, our prayer pastor just had a baby yesterday. He didn't have the baby. His <laughs> wife had the baby, but he was a part of the process, and yeah. they had you know just kind of a scary moment, and and there was there was prayer invested in that, and to know that the result of what's happened. God has to get the glory because we prayed. Yeah. And when there's success, you got to say, God, you Absolutely. answer prayer. And when there's not success and you've been praying, you, you still praying. pray. You still yeah. pray because God doesn't stop being God. Romans 8.28 is not this Hobby Lobby picture of everything's good in life. But when you love God, He works all things together yeah. for good. Yeah. He works it. Mm-hmm. He work, He doesn't say all things are good, but God yeah. does work all things together for good. So we keep loving Him because mm-hmm. we're called according to His purpose. It's, it's, it's an honor to be a part of what God's doing. Yeah, and I agree. I, I just want to encourage anyone that's made it this far in the podcast to, to, to persevere in prayer persevere in prayer. I talked about this a few weeks ago when Paul and Silas were in prison Mm. in their darkest hour. They did not stop praying. Mm. They prayed. That's when they worshiped and prayed. That's when they prayed. You know, and yesterday at church, I talked about out of the mess comes the Messiah. And you look at people like David, who ends up being listed in the, not only the genealogy of Jesus, we still talk about David. The star of David is a symbol of Israel, even to this day. That was a man of many horrendous mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yet he wasn't defined by those because he was defined by the redemptive story of what happens in surrender to God. That's prayer. Yeah. You know, you, you got to surrender in prayer. Psalm 51 is one of the most powerful pictures of repentance. You know, I'm a sinner. Yeah. Uh, creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to be a people of prayer. And that's, I think, I love that. That just thinking about the picture of repentance of, of mm. when uh, when we know I even think you said this yesterday at church like when 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 we get to the point where we know what a wretched sinner we are oh, come on like that's where it starts I feel like yeah. because the at least in my own life it took me a while to understand that right um, because you know if you come from a place of um, of I don't know thinking that you have it together mm-hmm. or you know um, or at least more than other people uh, yeah I, I don't know anyway i just triggered for me that that moment of when we understand what a wretched sinner mm. we are it reminds me of the the song that our daughter wrote mm. um the beauty in it to me is well first of all it's just a really well-written song yes like it was good so good um maybe we'll share it one day yep um but, uh, yeah, I don't think that's a maybe. We will. Yeah. Um, 
but the beauty in it to me the first time I heard it was I think there's a heart that understands yep. the sin. Yep. And that's where it starts. Because you won't appreciate grace yes. if you don't know what that grace is covering. Yeah, exactly. And, and the specifically, the story I was referring to yesterday was Judah and Tamar. Yeah. And I always had a problem with Judah. Mm-hmm. That's what you said. And I really did. It's just like, um, and his kids, I, I have issues with his kids, you know, like his, especially his second child, the way he treated Tamar and in the sexual behavior and just there's a lot of like real stuff in that story that I'm just like I've got issues with this story mm-hmm. and then yet in God's grace Judah gets the blessing from Jacob mm-hmm. and then when I really reflect on it and I see that 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 picture where he wants to kill kill her and then he says she's more righteous than I mm-hmm. when he sees his oh, own yeah. sin yeah that's what when, you're referring when, to it. when he sees his own sin yes. like wait I am the product yes of her pregnancy uh, if you got to go read the story of Judah and Tamar but when he sees it like I, I was willing to kill her because of her sin when in reality I'm the one that yeah that caused that it that caused it yeah and that just man whoo you think about that with your kids you think that in yeah. your marriage you think that in your your own life yeah I want to blame everybody else for my problems we've got so many issues today with uh, adult children and their parents yeah in estranged relationships yeah I think if children would just, in, mm. in the power of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. be so equipped to say, I'm not going to blame yeah. my parents. Because our parents did traumatize us. It could be horrible. They may have misused and even abused. I, I'm not um, condoning or um, giving uh, permission for this. But when we can own our own yeah. lives... That's when grace changes everything. Did you say something like that at church yesterday? Where I don't think so. Well, yeah, you said something to the effect of it was actually really powerful. It was really quick and passing, but it mm. was like something like this isn't a mommy or daddy issue. This is actually a God issue oh, that we on. have, come right? On. You said that I, yesterday I, I at may one of the services. If I did, it was just, you did. I, I may have because I I did even see someone, um, and I don't know if they disagreed or if they were in agreement. But I saw someone quote something on social media based on the sermon saying that the trauma from our childhood is real and causes adult issues. That's what this person said. Okay, but but uh, but your point was okay. Okay, that is real. Yes, it is. However, real. yes, if we're not healing from it, we have a God problem. We definitely have a God problem because every person born in the world is born in sin. Yes. So therefore, we all have a trauma issue. Yes. We were born in, in this, trauma. <laughs> in, in, in a war yeah. of, of spiritual sin. It, it's surrounded. Our parents are sinners. Yeah. Our, our Their siblings parents are, sinners. are sinners. And one day, if you grow up and you marry someone, they are sinners. Right. And so if we ever treat this world... Uh, on the outside issues, we're not getting to the root of the problem, which is sin. Yes. We want to deal with and all the of the traumas. And the only solution to it is Jesus. That's it, it. It is. And it changes everything. And so, you know, divorce and estranged relationships and addictions, the root of all those things is sin. And Jesus is the healer and yeah. the redeemer and the great forgiver and the savior of our sins. Yes. That's not to be cliche or easy. No, this is a raw, yes. real, he, he is the emergency doctor uh, yeah. where he gonna, he, he's going to help you in the moment, but then he's also the, the, the surgeon that's got to remove that. Yeah. He, he's also going to be the physical therapist that's going to help you get yep. strong. I mean, this isn't a Amen. <laughs> a one-time no. savior. He's got to be the Lord of your life, yes. too. So, day no, in and day out. I, I totally agree. And if I was preaching to anybody in that moment, yeah. I'm looking in the mirror yeah. preaching to myself. Uh, just saying, man, we've got a God that just wants to be God. Yeah, it, and when we let him, it's awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when we take the role of God, 
man, we don't do so well at that. No. And this world needs Jesus, y'all. Yes. Other than America needs Jesus. Yes. The world needs Jesus. Israel needs Jesus. Yes. We, we need Jesus right now. He, he is a great Messiah, the Christ. Mm-hmm. And if there was a time that we ought to proclaim it's all about Jesus, mm-hmm. this is it. And we should take it serious in every area. Yeah, I feel like the darker the world gets, the more I'm just like, oh, come, Lord Jesus, come. Yes. It's time. W- w- with come pa- get your bride. With passion and perseverance. Let's be ready. Be ready. Be the spotless bride with your lamps full of oil. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Be ready, because that moment's coming at an hour Mm -mm. uh, that we are we don't know, uh, we might least expect. Well, Kara, this has been a nice conversation. Mm. We didn't know where we were going today. We just invited the Holy Spirit in, and I hope our listeners have sensed the presence of God in your life, even in this conversation. Last week we offered a challenge. Oh, because it was we a, did. It was a, a longer. It was a, the longest episode we we've ever done was last week. Uh, I believe it was the longest. I'm gonna have to go verify that. <laughs> we had one person. I'm gonna have to fact check. We only had one person say they they listened to the whole thing. So if you're listening to this and you made it thus far, last week. We said if you listen to the whole thing to DM us. And she did. On any social media or anything. And the only person (laughs) that would be someone I would have never expected to listen to this podcast. But it was our eldest daughter. Yeah. So McKenna, shout out. If you get to the end of this podcast, McKenna, we want to give you kudos. You get a prize. And friends out there, you could have gotten a prize. (laughs) All you had to do was go to your inbox and DM us. We may still get one. Yeah, we, we might still get it, but we, we were ready and willing to mail you. I gave Kenna a prize. You already did? Yeah. What was it? I put some money in her account. Say what? <laughs> I didn't even know this. I was thinking I like chocolate you. or something oh. good. but No, she's getting low on money. Okay, okay. So, so friends, if you make it this far in these podcasts, because we are just shocked. We're so honored that so many of you are listening to this, and some of you bless us with encouragement. We, we get your text messages. You tell us at church. Yeah. And, uh, we've seen you on social media. Stormy's been one of those mm-hmm. supporters out there. I love uh, you, Stormy. Yeah, the Van, Van Patten family. You guys are mm. absolutely incredible. Yes. You guys were actually part of the inspiration for this. You guys did a podcast. And uh, I just was so inspired by you. So, boom, anybody could do this, y'all. You just need two speakers and a microphone. Actually, we have no speakers. <laughs> and we have two microphones. <laughs> two microphones. So, all you need is a microphone and just plug into the world. But we're grateful and honored that we get to do this with you, my friends. We love you so much. I would like to pray for you as we leave today. Unless, do you have any parting thoughts? I don't think so. I think okay. we covered it today. Well, God, I pray a blessing from you upon our listeners that they would take you so serious that your presence would not only be with them but they would get the fruit of the Holy Spirit because with you Lord comes love, joy, peace, patience, kindness goodness, gentleness, self-control all things that are of you every good and perfect gift comes from you our Father and we just thank you for those things and Lord we just ask that we would follow you and that you'd work through our lives, through our families, through your church for such a time as this, that we would pray and get to witness what you're able to do. You're a God that nothing is impossible. So we believe you, Lord, and we're expecting with a holy expectation for you to do great things, far more than we could ask or think. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. So be it. And amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us on the journey of Confessions of a Pastor. Please hit subscribe and rate. We are better together. See you next time.